Welcome to this edition of Monday Sermon. I'm Pastor Corey. Today is Monday, October 18th, 2021. This is a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church in Winfield, Pennsylvania. More information about our church can be found at winfieldbaptist.com. Our fighter verse for this week is Proverbs chapter 1, verse 10. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. The broader context of this verse begins with two foundational proverbs. Listen to the first ten verses. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. To give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who, is un- who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. And here's the first of the two proverbs that are foundational. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And the second, hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are graceful garland for your head and a pendant for your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. The first foundational proverb we get is that in verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So, the first thing we need to know if we're going to know anything is to fear the Lord. Hold Him in reverence and awe. Stand before Him knowing that He knows all things, sees all things, is present for all things. That alone will make you fear Him. The second part is that fools despise wisdom and knowledge, and no one wants to be a fool. The second foundational proverb is, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a garland around your head and pendant for your neck. When we arrive at our proverb and fighter verse, Proverb 1, verse 10, My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Uh, sinners, those who have become identified with that which they're doing that is against God's command. They're not fearing the Lord. They're not seeking wisdom or instruction, but in fact, rebelling against instruction. The if clause here, if more often than not, a, is a given for sinners. They're going to entice you. When that happens, if that happens, those two foundational proverbs come into play. Do not consent. Don't go along to get along. Don't follow their rebellion against instruction. Don't join in their despise of wisdom. The next eight verses then paints a harsh picture of thugs seeking violence and theft. Solomon goes to the extreme to paint the picture of where rebellion goes if it's not corrected. But verse 19 brings it to a conclusion. Verse 19 says, Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessor. The reason we must heed this proverb, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent, is that it's not just a fun time or sowing of wild seeds. It presents a real and serious danger. The disease of greed can grip our hearts and in the end, take away life. It's the law of diminishing return. The more candy I eat, the less I begin to enjoy it. It also applies that if I take one, the next time I'll probably take two, just because 
one will not satisfy the same way as it did the first time. Greed acts the same way. We want one, but then one is just not enough. We need two, and then two is not enough, and so, and so on until we become so wrapped up in gain that we have little time to enjoy, and we end up losing life itself. Friends, we are enticed by sinners in myriads of ways. Do not consent. We must be careful, even in the subtle things. So this is a good verse to memorize, to ponder, uh, to meditate upon, and I would encourage you to do so. And it's really short. Next, let's be reminded of the sermon and text from Sunday. On Sunday, we looked at Mark chapter 14, verses 27 to 42. Here, we read the certainty with which the disciples told Jesus they would not betray him, that they would even die with him, only to later read that three of them could not stay awake to pray with Jesus. There is an element that it can be good to be confident. I want my surgeon to be confident he can perform a prescribed surgery. I want an accountant to be confident that they mess any errors up, that the IRS won't come looking for me. We want Olympians to be confident as they take the field. The difference is that these kind of confident moments come after great study and practice. The Olympian has practiced the movements or has been conditioned thousands of times for their moment. In life, like the situation with the disciples, there are myriads of things we can simply not be prepared for. And yet, in our passage, Jesus helps us by his example to know what to do even when we don't know how to respond. In his agony, he prays. He goes to the Father. Here, in the passage, we have the mere men, the disciples, making bold assertions. And we have the fully man, fully God, Jesus, demonstrating what to do in the weakness of the flesh. Jesus, going to the Father, demonstrates humanity's dependence upon God. Friends, what area of your life are you still holding on to, thinking that somehow you're in control? Talk to God in prayer. Listen to Him as you read Scripture. And He'll show you those areas you need to let go of. We'll end our talk today with a takeaway. News broke over the weekend of a group from Ohio serving with Christian Aid Ministries in Haiti, having been kidnapped. There's still been no demand for ransom, nor has anyone in the group taken credit, and so the world waits. This is a real-world situation that people in our own congregation could face as we travel to do missions at various parts of the world and even within our own country. How should we feel? What should we do? Do we respond like the disciples did in our passage in Mark? We'll never be taken, or take me and do your worse. Those responses seem silly, and yet we often make the -the off-the-cuff comments that are meant to make us feel good or look good, but the reality is we don't know how we will respond in a crisis like this. Some may even be tempted to respond, well, if you could get kidnapped, no one should go. It's just not safe. It's not worth it. The kidnapping of this group is a good reminder to us that in our efforts to do good to people and to share the love of Christ's gospel, there will be those who oppose our work. Jesus knew this would happen, 
and taught in the Sermon on the Mount about persecution. Paul also told Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.12, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evil people and impostors go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through Christ Jesus. Let us pray for this group in Haiti and their quick release and safe return. But let us also pray that in their captivity they may point these captors to Christ and inspire others not to shrink back from doing good, but to boldly follow Christ wherever He may lead. Thanks for listening. I hope you will tune in next Monday as we continue to be encouraged by the Word. Until then, I'm Pastor Corey, and this has been an episode of Monday's Sermon, a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church.